here we are at the Friday Night Movie Baltimore Comic-Con booth at Baltimore Comic-Con with, I'm going to call him a legend, he might argue with me, but I'm going to call him a legend, Fred Pierce. My, my wife would say I'm a legend in my own mind, that's, so let's that, leave it at that. that. That's fine. We're also here with Fred Pierce's son, who is definitely a legend to me because we went to Jewish summer camp together. Uh, and he's also a very handsome Jewish ER doctor <laughs> in his late 20s, close to 30s, and he is available. My mother would like you saying that. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So we will be taking any messages and inquiries regarding A.L. Pierce. Just, but, just understand his father is only interested in grandchildren. Okay, so exactly. You know. But before he was interested in grandchildren, maybe you're always interested in grandchildren, uh, Fred made incredible contributions in the form of my favorite comic book company of all time, Valiant Comics, as well as one of the most influential magazines ever in the history of comics and entertainment companies in the history of comics, Wizard Entertainment. But I already botched the titles in my first go at trying to introduce, introduce this segment. So Fred, please tell us the, the wild roles you've had at these companies. Uh, I have had a fun ride in the comic book industry and I'm still in the comic book industry. I was a VP of Manufacturing and Operations at the original Valiant Comics from 1990, and that, and when we launched the when we launched the uh, the superhero universe, then I moved over to the legendary and wonderful Wizard Magazine, where I was president of Wizard Entertainment. There we had Wizard Magazine, Inquest Magazine, Toy Fair Magazine. Um, we ran conventions. We had, you know, comic books. We had online store. We, we you know, we were in, involved in the early days of the internet. It was a wonderful place. We had a great time. Um, and now I'm, and now I've been elevated to publisher of Valiant Comics, um, which is uh, going on its tenth anniversary right now. It's a, and our comics are as good as they've ever been. We love it. We love the industry. And we love the reception that we have in the industry. When I walk around Baltimore Comic Con in my Valiant gear, um, which Ayala's wearing too and my wife was wearing. I would like to know where one gets a cool Valiant shirt like this. Uh, these, these are not around right now, but I will find out for you. Okay. We have, the, we have a, a Valiant store. Okay, Valiant. so these are store. This isn't like team shirts only. No, no, I think you can get this at the Wizard store, oh, okay. you know, at valiantentertainment.com. But um, we, you, you have certain protexia, as we say, okay. in, in, in Turkish. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll, we'll look into it for you. Um, but that's my history in the universe um, uh, of, the, of the comic book industry. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I was in banking, and I decided to stay in the comic book industry my banking crew, my venture capital crew, sent me to at the to the early Valiant, just for the summer of 1990, and it's been a very long, hot and cold summer. Wow. Well, I, I got to tell you about my own personal history with Valiant. When I was a teenager, my buddy Josh Crew, who was Ayal's counselor, his madrich, 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, we collected Valiant in the earliest days. I have my number one Harbinger, my number one Rye, my Rye Zero, my Exo Manowar, my Shadow Man, which is my personal favorite. Uh, all of them, the Unity series. Game-changing, and game-changing because they were the greatest stories, I think, most character-rich, compelling stories. There was no fluff. 
It was all characters and stories. What, 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 how were you able to do that? It was, it just felt like there was no nonsense. There was no over-marketing. There was no interference. It was like the creators came together and said, we are going to give a proper integrated universe that is going to keep people hooked and it's going to be focused and it's going to be original. How are you able to pull that off? It's a run unlike any other. The Valiant uh, universe is a very mystical universe to this day. Um, and we've been very lucky as a universe to have um, phenomenal people involved. In the early days, um, it was Bob Layton who was phenomenal, Don Perlin who was phenomenal, Barry Wingersmith who was phenomenal, Jim Shooter who, you know, who made his bones at Marvel was wonderful, uh, Kevin Van Hook was there, and there was just an it was a wonderful crew. It was a mystical time. When you walked into that place, it vibrated. It was it was that big and it was that wonderful. They would work all night if they had to. Every so often, Bob would pull every so everyone aside and teach them about inking. And they all that you look. You're talking about people who are legends in the industry who came together, and it was just wonderful. So. You know, Barry would have an idea. Don Perlin, I believe, came up with the idea for Nanites for Bloodshot. Oh, the Nanites. Um, Jim, I, I believe, you know, Jim Shooter came up with uh, the Harbinger, which is something he'd been probably playing with his head for years. Um, and, you know, and, and that's really what happened. It was just, you know, everything went, you know, it was the perfect storm. And well, that, with everyone coming together. And then, of course, they had me running the business model. Um, and I was doing things like chromium covers and all and all but of those. I things. still have my Exo Manowar chromium cover, which I believe was drawn by Joe Casada. Yes, it was. I got it signed by Joe Casada. And at, Joe is here today at the Montreal Comic Con when I was a kid. And I have my Turok the Dinosaur chromium cover. Those were and the and the Bloodshot Number One Chromium cover yes. was um, mind blowing. Seeing that on the shelves when those came out, we we ship Bloodshot a week early to ship uh, at the same time as the Death of Superman was shipping. I, I remember that that was a wild week in comics, and I remember picking them up at the same time. We we did that on purpose because we didn't think uh, DC had printed enough Superman comics. Uh, which is why people were walking into the comic book stores, and we were actually the best comic on the shelves then, and the retailers knew it. So they sold them a Superman and then a Bloodshot. And you know what, though? I remember reading it, and I could not wait for issue number two because it was a great story from episode one. Yes. Eternal Warrior number one, a great story from episode yes. number one. That It never failed in the story department, which is what is at the core of all that. So... We're not going to get too much into what's happening now, but I, all I can say is, is that was it 20 years later or so that Valiant reborn? Yes. Those stories are have the same spirit, but they are reborn for this era, well, and they are fantastic. You know what? People ask me, and I say, look, nothing you read from 20, 30 years ago really stands the test of time. You know, actually, a lot of the things do from Valiant in the day. But you know, we had so we had some writers who are working on it. We have current writers today working on it. Um, you know, you have, you know, and I don't want to mention anybody by name because I'll forget. 
but you know we've had we have great editors um, you know right now we have Lisa Hawkins and Rob Levin working on it and it's it's just a phenomenal atmosphere it's just a phenomenal place to work um, we have an owner you know uh, Dan Mintz who really backs us up with everything we do um, we just the Bloodshot movie launched you know the week the day of the pandemic hit so it was a phenomenal movie um, I really enjoy it I really enjoyed seeing it and I enjoyed being involved in it um, and you know and some other things will be happening down the road. That's very very cool. Um, Wizard Magazine. Sure. So Wizard Magazine I, I yearned for it every time it came out. It was so much fun because you know what you had Sports Illustrated. I never read Sports Illustrated. I was dull and suddenly you were re there was a star system for artists and for fan art right now you can look up fan art on the internet whenever you want but suddenly we could see fan art suddenly you got an interview with jim lee or an interview with todd mcfarland how do you how do you guys know that's gonna work i don't think anybody really knows it's gonna work um you know the guys who did it, the Pat McCallums, um, you know, who's the editor in chief, and there were a lot of others, but you know, they were, it was really, they were geniuses, not unlike, uh, you know, the guys who ran National Lampoon. You know, mm -hmm. when I walked in there, I really felt like I was the adult in the room, and they were, and they were just off the wall in such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful way. So if you see the National Lampoon, I always, you know, I always there. If you see National Lampoon and you see Animal House, those are my Animal House, my favorite movie of all time. That is a great movie. That is one of my favorites. And, and having been a dean of students, it was very easy for me to <laughs> yeah, to keep them to sort of keep them in line. But every so often, you'd walk into the you'd walk into the office and everything would be wrapped in tin foil. <laughs> yeah, things like that would happen. Hey, all do you have memories of hanging out in the hanging out in the wizard world? Oh, all, all the time. I essentially grew up in the wizard world. So, so, but were you a comic book kid, or were you just more living in the universe? Uh, I was not a comic book kid. Um, I think it would have been amazing if I was, but I, uh, I every like day off I had from school, I'd go to Congress, New York, to uh, work. Well, in the warehouse at Wizard, um, I always said that my dad's job was just to yell at people, um, <laughs> and I felt awkward about it. So I'd go pack things and ship them in the warehouse, uh, which was great. And then uh, I always tried to get off school uh, to go to Chicago Comic Con, um, and I'd work selling tickets at the Comic Con. Um, so yeah, I just kind of grew up around it. Well, I feel um, a lot yeah. better about making my daughter at seven years old intern at the Friday Night Movie <laughs> Comic Con movie. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if it wasn't for the pandemic, she'd be here right now. She really missed that she couldn't be here. Yeah. Um, me, now, and, me and Lou Ferrigno became good friends, I like to think. That, but, uh, that's pretty that's, cool. That, that's incredible. Now, another thing uh, I know you're very dedicated to is your Jewish life. Yes. So if you don't mind, well, can we fuse Jewish life and pop culture for a moment? One of the things we talk a lot about on our show is the representation of Jews in media and pop culture. Uh, there are some really good ones, but we also have lately, as of late, been kind of critical. We felt like that, that a lot of the Jewish characters we've seen in some of the big shows lately have been a little bit one-dimensional, or like, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's awesome, but I really don't want everyone to think all Jews are Larry David. 
like it's funny for me, you know, but at a certain point I wouldn't mind a few other characters. Are there characters from Jewish history or Jewish life now that you would love to see a film about? Like, I would love to see, this sounds like I'm playing, Becky's gonna laugh because she's gonna be like, your mom's favorite. I would like to see a movie about my mom. She's oh a Jewish Cuban God. refugee. She escaped under the cover of night in the 1960s. Okay. She lived to live in Puerto Rico. She met my dad at Jewish summer camp. You know, it's an exciting, it's got a little salsa. Um, what about what about you all? Are there folks either from present day or current history that you think would would be well represented in, in, in film or comics or anything like that? Ayal? Go ahead, Ayal. <laughs> Uh, I, I laugh because my father, uh, you know, we grew up in a very Zionist household and kind of the idea of the, of the new Jew, right, the one who uh, isn't kind of, you know, led to this, you know, just kind of lies down and takes everything <laughs> that the people, you know, that all the anti-Semitism in the world, but uh, the, the Jew who stands up and fights back and fights for, for they believe in. Um, and, you know, my dad's parents were both in the Holocaust and almost their entire family was killed. Uh, so more, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, Jews were the complainers and, you know, mm -hmm. we, we like our bagels, which is all true. Uh, you know, <laughs> two Jews and three opinions, it's, it's all very true. But like you said, you know, more, more stories of the Jews who stood up and fought for what they believe in, even when it was uh, a high risk would be, would be nice. That's yeah. great. I agree. The, the thing that I like to do the most today in the Jewish world is I like to go to temple and listen to their discussions and then say completely the opposite of what they're saying. <laughs> so they're gonna talk about how we have to persuade people and I will explain to them that not everyone can be persuaded. Some people just need to respect you. So I was very involved in the, uh, I was very involved in the Soviet Jewry movement. Um, it wasn't always pleasant and it wasn't always respectful. Sometimes uh, I, I had certain issues that would ha I would get beat up or I would beat up people who just hated Jews just because they hated Jews. Um, I actually went to Russia and took over an office of the Soviet Health Ministry. Wow. Um, and they, luckily they kicked me out. Um, but, you <laughs> right, know, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. could have been much worse. You know, well, you might not have been born, but I was already dating, <laughs> I was already dating your mother. So she, she was involved during the whole planning stages. Before we go, we want to play one of our signature games with you guys. Okay. Oh, no. No, no, it's easy. It won't get you in any trouble. I promise. Everything gets me in trouble. Well, well that's no one's fault but your own. Yeah. <laughs> there is truth to that. <laughs> more than you know. Friday Night Movie plays a lot of bits, but the most signature one is buy, rent, or met. Okay? It's the official rating system of Friday Night Movie. You're old enough to remember video stores? Yeah, I am. Barely. You might buy a movie you love. You'd rent one you weren't sure about, or maybe you just only wanted to see once. And meh, that can mean anything. It can mean you didn't like it. It can mean you're ambivalent about it. You don't know it. Okay. So I'll give you three of your classic Valiant characters, okay? Uh -huh. You have to assign a value to each one. I will not assign anything but buy to all of them. Okay, <laughs> well, that's no fun. Yeah, exactly. Even though this is your show, oh. that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. All right. I'm going to have to pick something else then. Uh, I'm going to say that one of my characters is mad. They're all wonderful. <laughs> okay, can I pick someone else's comic book character? I will not discuss okay. ill of anyone's okay. comic book Okay, all right, then, I won't, then all right, we won't do that. All right, I'll take your children. 
No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Much Fred, Fred can you I can tell me? you. I don't, you? Have, I don't have any grandchildren, so I'm the meh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My sister is currently in Israel with a grandchild, so she's the bi. <laughs> and my brother is visiting Israel right now with his, with his son. So and he's so also he's the a red. bi. He's <laughs> but he's also a well, bi. Well, Al, you're always my bi because oh, you're a mensch. You. And we love you <laughs> and our family since you were a little kid. And, and you and interned you, with me, and, and you, you were had amazing. long hair. Yeah, and I had long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Pierce, it is such a pleasure to have you here. Hey y'all, it's awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for being at the Baltimore Comic Con booth of Friday Night Movie. Thank Brian, you. Becky, thank you for having us. I don't think it really was a pleasure for him. I don't know. It's I loved uh, it. It was <laughs> great. Got a challenge Bye, in the world. Guys. Bye, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Here we are at Friday Night Movie at Baltimore Comic Con with my new friend, Emily, just like the movie, Emily. <laughs> Actually, this is pretty befitting, you know, since it's like a movie podcast. It, there we go. It is. It's perfect. So, Emily, what brings you to Baltimore Comic Con? Like, what are you excited to, to catch this weekend? Well, you know, when I was younger, I used to go to Comic Con a lot, um, you know, and my dad you know, sort of drove me here, and like, when I was, you know, I get to explore this sort of thing. I've lived in Baltimore all my life. All right. And Comic-Con was, like, some of the, like, is one of the most interesting things to me, because, like, it's so, it has has so many things that I'm, like, interested in, you know? Are you into, because I actually don't know very much about comics. I'm more of, like, a movies, pop culture person, but I love being around the whole comic scene. I I do love, I like comics, I like manga, anime, and my dad was actually a big, big fan of movies. All right. Like, he was the type of person where if you, like, try to describe a movie, he'll know the year, oh, the, wow. the name, the actors when they died. Oh, he wow. was so big. <laughs> like, on, a, like a Wikipedia for he each. Was. That he, is so cool. Such a great memory. And, I mean, it still it still rubs up on me because I find myself looking at movies, critiquing them. All right. Do you have a favorite, um, like, movie series or comic book series or...? If I were to say favorite movie, I would say Borat. Oh. I, I watched it when I was very young. And I know okay. I shouldn't have. I know I shouldn't have. That's okay. But um, We're all about uh, watching, showing our kids uh, uh, movies with, that they're too young for. So yes. We get it. And, you know, it was a movie that me and my dad bonded with. So that's really sweet. That's really fun. That's a funny movie to bond over. It is. So here on the pod, we do all sorts of bits and games and and fun things like that. And I would love to play one with you. So this is our Friday Night Movie Home Game Mm -hmm. edition. And we're going to pick, I'm going to have you pick a card from this stack, which is going to tell us what game we're going to play. Okay. All right, what does that say? Best app slash film in series. Oh, we were just talking about favorite film series. All right. Nice. So, um, well, I guess Borat has two. So I don't know if that counts as like a whole series, but I guess it's enough. So yes. uh, you, you see part two? I have not seen part two yet. I right. want to. All right. So then here we're going we're gonna to get an assist. We're going to pick from the other stack, which is going to tell us what type of series we're going to focus on. Okay. For Let me just, I want to steal like a... Yeah. Animation. All right, animation. So for best, so you said you're into anime, right? Yes. Yes. What What's one anime series that you're really into? Um, let me think. Now, I wouldn't. Hmm. That was a really good one. Uh, I would say one of my first was Death Note. 
<laughs> One of my first was Death Note, and okay. um, I'm a big fan of like psychological horror stuff. So like the idea of like having basically it's just like, just like a, a fight between wits okay so of that is there like one in particular in that series that you love that you can recommend to our audience episode of it yeah, an episode yeah i mean it's always best to start from the beginning okay because it sort of just like gives you an insight on you know how it all started because that's, okay that's that is a very sound wreck start at the beginning that's the plus see i would say the anime that i like is really definitely not psychological horror. Oh, yeah. I'm more of like a Miyazaki person. Uh, like Totoro's and, yes. you know... Uh, Spirited Away? Yeah, and Kiki's Delivery Service. Like, cute, you know. Uh, that's more, I wish that's I, more my I wish favorite. I had my... Ki- I had Kiki Delivery Service oh, earrings on. Well, well not now, now, but, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so, thank you so much no for coming on the pod Always and happy. sharing your uh, sharing your best of with us. Um... Here we are, and welcome to the Baltimore Comic-Con booth of Friday Night Movie. Becky, we have podcasters with us. I love when we have podcasters with us. The stakes are high. The st- I feel like the stakes are low when it's well, podcasters. I guess so. <laughs> because... It's not like, as much of a, of a, of a heavy lift. Well, it's also, they know, they know how, how, little, how little work goes into this sometimes oh yes right? it's so, so easy you just turn up I mean yeah. to me it's really easy I literally do nothing well, look, how little work up. it goes into this for you how yeah, about that for me. so we actually uh, we, we joke constantly on our podcast about uh, our third host who just shows up oh you have one of those so we have a ratio of two to three of those on our podcast <laughs> okay so <laughs> I'm you two so I, I do the work of two. I do the work of a Mark and a yeah, Steve. Yeah, but to be fair, I do more work if you taught me how to do it. you got to teach a man to fish. Well, I don't know how to edit you, the episodes. You are working very hard notes. this weekend, which is amazing. You know? um, all right, so Mark and Steve of the Something Super podcast, which, by the way, hard name to forget, but also it is written on your amazing shirts. Yeah, those I are great love shirts. these shirts. I also like that you went like... Super cool baseball shirt. Thank you. Becky was wearing the baseball shirt yesterday, the Friday Night Movie team baseball shirt, which I made a few years ago for another con for everyone in the family. But for me, they made me look like a sausage wrapped in nipples. (laughs) So everyone could wear them but me. That's unfortunate. Yeah. uh, I'm very jealous of your awesome youth and your shirts. So, Mark and Steve, I don't know who talks first on your show. Tell us a little bit about something super. Why is it super, and why is it something? So, uh, actually, I'll give you guys a little bit of background of how we came up with our name. So, Mark and I had talked about a little over a year ago at this point. Yeah, uh, actually, one b- year was last week. Yeah, so, him and I have a, not a super vast knowledge, but a decent knowledge. I have more Marvel. He's based more in DC. And just via us and our conversations, we are like, well, you know what? I think you know other people might be interested in hearing about these comics because not every person is a you know diehard comic reading you know super nerd, and the yeah the that average listener Becky is that person. So the average listener, we like to break down 
the sort of ins and outs of shows and movies and things you might have missed but are super important to the uh, entire story. That is so helpful. Also, poor Shy because we just we text him constantly when we're watching any of these movies because we need like more information yes. and backstory. Right. And things. Whenever we watch one for the podcast, we have a segment just where Lily and Becky ask questions. So we <laughs> things can now like w- listen to like who Super is Ant Man after we've watched Ant Man exactly. So. That's my that's my fiance. We'll be sitting there watching a movie, and she'll be like, "All right, now who's this?" I'm like, "I'll tell you everything afterwards. Just just watch." Oh no, we Keep pause. We it takes to... seven hours to watch, uh, to set to watch like Ant Man and Wasp in our house. So uh, we're still watching Captain America: Civil War right now. We started it in 2018. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, th- then you're really getting in depth, which is important. So, yeah, I think the big thing for us was kind of making the overbearingness of trying to remember all these heroes and powers and backstories and all that stuff sort of we condensed it down and made it a little bit easier for the average listener or average watcher awesome i love that i definitely need to listen to your pod all right so explain to becky and me what the eternals are because i have to tell you i've been collecting comics since the 90s man I have X-Men number one, like when they rebooted X-Men with Jim Lee, yes. like when it came Wait, out. Eternals are X-Men? I thought they were no, Avengers. No, they're not X-Men. I'm just giving context of what oh, I was about. I have okay. the X-Force number one that came in the bag that everyone said would be worth money that's worth nothing. Fantastic. It had a little card in it. Okay. What are the Eternals? So go ahead, Mark. You want to you start why, this one Why am I suddenly being retconned into this movie? So in the comics, the Eternals are kind of like a... Uh, off brand so like Thanos <laughs> he, he's technically part of the eternal family but he has I forget what the genes call it it's a, I don't want to say it's so a the degenerate gene but that's why he's like purple and disfigured and that was kind of frowned upon in their society so these so are like they're from out. the Titan planet or whatever he's from or they're from that planet or they're I, these like mega characters not, I don't they're think sort they're of just, deities yeah I don't think they're just from Titan but yes, the people on Titan would have been technically in the same realm of power when you're like doing power rankings. Got it. They're all on that same tier, so they're kind of like not. It's ad- like Adam Warlock there. Adam Warlock, I think it's like a step under them, but okay. I mean he's one of like five but, people but in the, the comics to hold the Infinity Gauntlet. So, so he's these still- are these godlike Thor close. Uh, yes and no. It, so Thor below M- MCU Thor definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Okay. Um, Comic Rick, Thor Galactus. Thor. Galactus is up there. So he, okay. I think a gla- so again Galactus would probably be a step above them, which okay. is again why they're sort of getting roped into this at this point anyway. Uh, is he going to be in this? He's going. I believe he's Phase Four's like oh, one of the okay. big bads. Okay. Cool. Uh, sort of like Thanos Becky, was for Galactus is that guy with the LED lights walking around the, the, that the, our the previous guest helmet yeah, helped yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna love Galactus <laughs> as a character. He's a giant purple like, Coke machine that eats worlds and just kind of murmurs. Wait, I'm gonna like him because. No, no, I'm joking. You're oh, gonna absolutely okay. like despise this I was like, I'm trying to character. find the point of connection. <laughs> You're gonna be so aggravated when Galactus right. enters the MCU. All right. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I I have very high hopes, but I also Thanos was such a buildup and such a great character, and I think if they don't do it properly, Galactus is going to be a terrible My reveal. issue with Galactus is he doesn't have a character. He just grunts yeah. and destroys worlds. Sure. But at the same time, the nothing and the never-ending story, one of our favorite movies of all time, doesn't do a lot of philosophizing either. It just eats the world. Yeah. So speaking of Thanos, have you guys seen the What If series? I haven't gotten to that yet because okay. I-, I love Marvel, but 
We're 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 not at shark jumping because it's not it hasn't gotten stupid yet. Although, I, and I know Wandavision is critically acclaimed, but I got like we we got three episodes into that, and I was I would have kept watching. See, I want to say you gave up at the wrong time. I so the first three watching. episodes are really I'm not gonna say rough. They are very slow. But I I, I know where it's going, and. I, I don't care about Wanda and Vision. Fair. Like, at a certain point, Marvel does a great job making you care about characters that are not I agree. interesting. I didn't need to keep watching because I don't care about like, Wanda. Like, in the same way, I didn't necessarily love when, um, what's it called? Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. But I do really love Bucky, so I'm like, all right, I'll keep watching because I actually care about him. Yeah, Wanda and, and, and I love Falcon. I love Sam yeah. Wilson. So, and, I can say with each one of those series, uh, the last episode may be the most important one. So okay. if, even if you don't watch the rest of it, maybe you can watch like a, a you know, or help. <laughs> a recap. So. Give us a listen. We give you recaps on everything. Oh, oh Becky, and this then, is your new show. This is my <laughs> new show. I well, lo- more Becky than was just stuff. saying recaps are what she prefers. I prefer a great recap than sitting down and watching a whole episode, even if it takes the same amount of time. So, I sometimes prefer a recap. Absolutely. We So what we do is we try to break it down, give you those Easter eggs, give you a little background story. Oh, the things so that you're great. not going to notice. Yeah, we we do, you know, crazy <laughs> amounts of research. Yeah, Mark helps I do out. way too uh, much. Oh, yeah, he's... Gotta have a passion, I watch, man. I watch each episode of whatever show it is, name it Titans, What If. You go through I watch it maybe three or four times. First time just for sheer value, just excitement. Second one, I usually have, like, a note, so I'm taking notes. Then I'm talking with him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, did you notice this? Did you notice that? Uh, I'll, I'll eventually, what I'll do is I I'll get that. to a time where I'll get to What If, and then I'll watch it all in, like, a week. Um, I'll eventually get back to WandaVision and, and, and watch it. I didn't watch Loki yet, even though Tom Hiddleston is one of my favorite characters. But once we're getting into alternate timelines and universes, then I start to get a little bit like, where are the stakes now if we're in alternate universes? Correct. At the point that we've introduced time travel with basically no rules, I start to get a little bit smushy. So it's not so much that there's no rules, it's the rules kind of change. So you kind of, like you said, like where's like the threat? Like there's an entire universe in Marvel out there where literally a zombie virus took over and there's like five heroes left. Everybody else is just like that, mind Is control. that the zombie universe of Marvel? Right. And it's, but a, is it's that a whole in the, series. the movie. It's in What If, yes. It's one of the What oh. If episodes. But that's but it's also, also a comic series. Yeah, right. The zombie a, universe. It started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably like a cult, it has like a cult following. But yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have little nuances like that. Like then there's uh, other big bads that get their hands on the Infinity Stones other than Thanos that might be like more of a threat. Those are alternate universes also. Right. Okay, right. got it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They, I'm familiar with the alternate universe. The, the ultimate universe in the comics is, right. a, is some of the best writing that's ever been done with the comics. I'm cool with that. But in movies, at a certain point, I have to host a podcast with two normal, very intelligent people. <laughs> They're not going to go into alternate universes with me. Right. They're right. just, it ain't going to happen. I mean, if I didn't have a day job, I maybe. Would but you? I have a lot of other, no. Becky, do you know how much time travel is in Avengers Endgame? I have a lot of other. <laughs> enough, enough time travel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you no. see Avengers Endgame? I did see Avengers Endgame. Did you like that one? I don't remember. That's the one where they joke about how time travel isn't like Back to the Future. No, I my, my biggest issue actually with that one was during the final big fight scene. 
where they have a shot that's the lineup of all of the female Oh, yeah, that Avengers. was the cringiest thing. And it's them going, see, look, we have lady superheroes, too. But also, like, nope. it makes no sense because so Captain Marvel, of all of the superheroes, is the one that does not need any help from any single one of those people, including Thor. So I, I don't know what your, your rules are about profanity, but... No, we're, no, it's we're an explicit, explicit podcast. Okay, fantastic. Fuck Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but we like Brie whoa. Larson. See, we like, we like Captain Marvel. We don't like Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I love Captain Marvel. No, now, that being said, now, that being said, switching yeah. universes for a moment, <laughs> the jury is out on whether or not she was the right choice for Mara Jade, because I think it should have been... Oh my God! Uh, the woman who's Nebula should have been Mary Jane. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know who her was name. also in the running. Yes, and I always mention her and Karen Gillan. Yes, who was amazing. She was in the running. I thought she should have gotten it. I'm I'm hesitant about Brie Larson, but I, I do love Brie Larson. She's so a great actor. I, my my issue, and here is exactly why I have an issue with Brie Larson, and we talk about it very frequently on our podcast. She is a great actress. She plays a great Captain Marvel. Okay, but as just like uh, Robert Downey Jr. He became Iron Man in the real world. You know, he went around, he was a philanthropist, he was donating all of his time and money to help kids and basically play that Tony Stark character. Brie Larson came out and was like, ah, I could pick up Thor, I could hold the Infinity Gauntlet, I can do this, that, and the other. Which, like, in certain aspects, yes, like in, the, in some of the comics, but I felt like she got a little too big for her britches very quickly. You mean in real life? Like yeah, all the no, workout stuff she does? No, 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 no. Like, I could not no, do like, the pull-ups that woman does. No, if you go like on that she, woman's Instagram, oh, I yeah. feel so fat oh. and gross when I look Listen, at her I, Instagram. Listen, I don't, she doesn't want you to feel we're that saying, way. Does she? I don't know. She's amazing. She I does. mean, I, it's amazing. So we're, we're saying more so her ego yes, in the, being oh, Captain the, Marvel. The ego she's that like, she picked up with it. Was, she puts Captain Marvel like way up here. When, but like, she doesn't decide Captain Marvel can fly through that ship. Like someone made that. She wasn't like everyone. I'm going to fly through that ship. And they made a movie. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> no, no, and that we get. But, like, in interviews, she talks about like how strong. She she went on record to say Captain Marvel is the strongest Avenger when, I'm sorry, but Scarlet Witch would oh, toy her. with her. like. In, her. Oh, in the MCU? Yeah, right. well, in Scarlet the MCU. Witch, okay, does un, House of M, undoes the MCU entirely, kills everybody. All right. right. Gets rid of all the I mean, Jean Grey, who isn't in the MCU yet. I mean, the Phoenix Force. Okay. Like, like Captain Marvel doesn't stand a chance in the comics and the MCU against that kind of a threat. So okay. for for me, like I'm a nerd. So it sounds to me like she has a, a serious lack of knowledge of the Correct. of the universe and is sort of basing this on like the movie two movies she was in. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, and based and on that's the how MCU, I feel, like I see I said, why that yeah. could be very <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, definitely. And and yes. given the MCU up into the point where like she said that she probably was the strongest Avenger. But again, watching WandaVision the end of WandaVision sort of unlocks an entirely new ideal of what strength is in the MCU. Right. Uh, uh, so I got to get through that we, now. We got to watch the last yeah, episode. Yeah. At least the last episode. Why don't we listen to some recaps yes. and watch the last we, we episode? Hit, hit our recaps and we'll, we'll Are you gladly... okay with cheating? Do you no, mind cheating? I'm such a completist. See, I'm a completist. I gotta, and I understand the Easter egg. So it's like, you know. That's that's a huge thing. So I, I know you mentioned House of M. That is like one of are the. Are they going to do House of M it's, on screen? It has to be. How else are they bringing the X-Men? Tell me. Oh, I've really nerded this. Ooh. How else are they bringing the X-Men into the MCU? So have you seen Black Widow? Yes. Okay, so in Black Widow, there Wait, is actually that, that a mutant. that movie is out? 
Yeah, I watched it over the summer and Ooh, Oh, I didn't it. see it. it I came out a couple it. months ago. It was just oh, like a backdoor pilot for the other character played by the that other actress who's Her awesome sister. and funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's y- just Yelena. like there was not Becky, I thought nothing happened in that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no. You so, do not miss yeah. anything. There was an episode of The Blacklist, the T V show. Okay, got it. Setting up a different character because Scarlett Johansson clearly does not want to work in the MCU anymore. No, I mean, she made that very clear. Uh, <laughs> she sued everybody on her way out. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you're going to go out, go out with a bang. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they so they actually introduced a mutant in that movie. Uh, if you watch the prison scene, it is oh, yeah, the yeah, man yeah. who is arm wrestling Red Guardian. Right, right, He's right. actually uh, off the top of my head. I, I forgot his name, but yeah, I read yes, about he, that. He can transform into a bear. Yeah. And he is like one part of like the quote-unquote Russian Avengers. Right, right, right. So... It's saying it without saying it, and then there's also if you watch WandaVision, they introduce Quicksilver. Okay. So Quicksilver, Who's her brother. Yes, Quicksilver and Wanda were were both. Well, they introduced him in Age of Ultron. Yes, but the, right. technically they are children of Magneto. Right. Who are you know who is a a mutant? So right. we're slowly getting there. We I think it's going to be one of those things where like it's going to happen in phase four. Oh, so they're not going to do a universe switch. They're just going to have been there and we haven't talked about them. Uh, So one thing that they do is in... Nobody noticed Professor X. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... Or Wolverine or... (laughs) No, but in Avengers Age of Ultron... I mean, hold on a second. Wolverine is not that strong of a mutant. Like, when we were talking about the power rankings... Oh, no, no, no. This is like a... He's like a D-level mutant. He just looks awesome. Can we all... I mean... uh, So I'll give it to him. His powers are cool. Like, they, they have a, a certain, you know, coolness to them. Like, he has the regenerative power, and Until he has the, he the adamantium. Berserker. When he goes berserker, then he's, like, a real threat. But, like, otherwise... Yeah, to he's anyone just who a... doesn't have telekinesis or magnetism. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. But the thing is, though, before so that, me, he didn't have the metal. So to me, he's a huge threat to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that is and fair. even then, I'm very persuasive, so... To ninjas. <laughs> but no, no, in the grand scheme of things, he's really just a guy running around with knives. Yeah. Yep. I mean... Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Sabretooth. Sabretooth is just a, you know, I would call him a knockoff Wolverine, and then... Oh, 100%. You're just Even Cyclops could torch Wolverine. I <laughs> oh, can't absolutely. believe he took all that crap from him in those other movies. Yes. Trying and to I, steal his I girlfriend. I think Cyclops is the bigger person in well, that I was scenario. So, that's why I was so mad that they, got, they killed off uh, his brother, uh, oh God, Havoc, so yeah. quickly in the Fox movies. So I'm oh literally God, sitting there, yes. I'm like, Havoc is an Omega-level mutant, and literally he got taken out in a house fire. Yeah. Like... Oh. <laughs> So there's this cosplayer. I hope you guys get a chance to meet Shady Hayes. Epic, amazing cosplayer from this area. She's been on our show before. Does the best Cyclops I've ever seen. The 90s Cyclops. Huge Cyclops fan. And we agree that Cyclops gets done dirty in those movies all the time. Because Mm -hmm. we need a good Cyclops. Because Cyclops makes all the sacrifices. He's the leader. He has to make all the tough decisions. Wolverine's always getting the chicks and gets all the movies made about him. And Cyclops is the one who has to like live with all of the like guilt of like sending his friends off to die so he can save humanity. Yeah, no, I'll I'll 100% agree with that. All right. Okay. Sorry, we've taken this down a rabbit hole that is unprecedentedly nervous. We actually we get derailed quite frequently. Welcome to our show. I don't know where we were, so I got to bring us back. Um, okay, so we now know what your show is like. Let's do our show a little bit. Absolutely. Becky, should we play a game with the gentleman? Let's play a game, gentlemen. Get it. 
All right, do, should we pick from the deck? Yeah, let's pick from the... We're going to play the home game with you. Because you seem like guys who are ready for anything. Yeah. So I mean, you're not going to choke up when we make you improvise. I would like to think so. All right. Okay. All right, now uh, one of you pick from this deck, and one of you oh God. pick from... This is the Friday Night Movie home game prototype. Before there was pod right. decks, there was um, the Friday Night Movie home game. Okay, so which was I, never released. I think I know what this is. All right, read your read your card. Pitch Imperfect. And what Ooh. is your card? CWWB. Okay, so Pitch Imperfect is the game. Becky, you want to walk them through Pitch Imperfect? Oh, well, so sing. so in the game, the way the game works is, it's it's the Friday Night Movie podcast game. So we're the host. You're the guest. So the host is a certain agency on how this is implemented. So, uh, so a pitch tell them how we're going to do so Pitch Imperfect a, today. A pitch Imperfect is you are each going to pitch to us mm. a new show for the CW or WB. It could be, it, <laughs> by a new show, I mean like it can be. Um, oh, wait, it I, be a, I'm going to give you a stipulation, actually. Can I give the stipulation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the next Arrowverse show. Ooh, I'm already but it has to be an Arrowverse show that appeals to someone like Becky who has no idea what I'm talking about when I say the Arrowverse. I have no idea. Like, you can't, you can't pitch okay. Legends of Tomorrow, but more obscure. You okay. have to pitch something okay. that Becky, what's your, what, what would be your, you know, what's your genre of movies and TV that you like? Well, lately I'm really into horror comedy, but in general I'm more of like, um, like, a, like a, a, a good comedy with some like nice dramatic arcs in it. So. You know, I love Grey's Anatomy. I that's, love. Is that a comedy? You know, no, I mean, it's a, it's a comedy to me. That, that's <laughs> a drama. <laughs> that's more of just like a drama. I love. But um, you did like Riverdale. I mean, Riverdale. I loved Riverdale. Like I love like CW shows. I generally don't love them until I do. When I do, I love them hard. So like Riverdale is a great example of a show that's like not funny, but it's so funny because how could this? Who could make this? How could this be a thing? So I do love it. So um. Yeah, I'm generally I'm easy to please if you could just give me a good pitch. I'll watch anything okay. if you can. If you can. But pitch. keep it in the Arrowverse. Keep it in there. Okay, that, that is that is doable. All now, right. can, can we get turn? a second to convene? Convene? Yeah, convene on uh, on the yeah. show though. Yeah, you so got to convene in front of us. Oh no, absolutely. Okay. Is it currently existing Arrowverse or can we introduce new? Oh, no, new. No, new. We need, we need yeah, new. No, 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 we're going no, with please. new. Please, well, they have one-off characters. Don't give me like Speedy. Well, no, I'm saying because yeah. they have one-off first, characters first of that all, pop. I mean, is fantastic. Which Speedy? Uh, the original Speedy from the Teen Titans anime series on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. You're, you're not like, talking about, like, the Speedy the that Queen? was in the OC. No, yeah, no. okay. Got it. No. So, uh, don't get me wrong. I love her, but I Roy Harper is the true Speedy. So okay. So, take him. It. Okay. I would actually, I mean, if you were to go with a comic book accurate Roy Harper, I would gladly take that. Okay. As, as a good show. Right. As a spinoff uh, of the Arrow, but... Mark, I mean, give, shoot some okay. ideas. We'll, I'm gonna we'll give you. I'm gonna give you a freebie here, gentlemen. Okay. Really likes Robbie Amell, right? Oh, Robbie yeah. Amell. Okay. Really Robbie likes Amell. Robbie Amell. I mean, I love Robbie. Love Amell. Robbie. He's, he's Amell. a great actor. So I'm giving you a freebie because he is in the Arrowverse. He, right. Very briefly, but yes. Briefly was in the Arrowverse. So that's a freebie. We watched the Babysitter horror movies on Netflix, and he's okay. in those. So she also likes him shirtless. You okay. No explanation. So, <laughs> if that's the case, if you wanted to go the Robbie Amell track, I would gladly do a Firestorm. That's who we play. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so okay. he is half of Firestorm. He was the, the original. Bra- he, I mean, you already know he is the brawn of Firestorm. You've I, seen his body. So he him. Is the brawn. Yes. So he is the the physical side, and then there's a mental side of Firestorm. And what they do is they have like a fusion reaction where they become one character. Mm-hmm. So I would gladly bring that back in because I think Robbie Mill did not get proper screen time with that. I'm glad they went with the Jefferson Jackson side of it in you know, Legends of Tomorrow, even though he departed from the show as well. But I would love to see how Robbie Mill became Firestorm, because they don't really get into that. They just say, like, oh, he is. We thought he was dead. He comes yeah, back, he, and he's Firestorm. Yeah, he, he like disappears. Or, we like origin stories here. He okay. disappears. It ties in with the Flash. It ties in with the Arrowverse. And that gives you... It gives her Robbie Mill. That, that right there That's is a it. win. I'm watching. And then it also gives you... So it's... Obviously, it's going to give you the proper backstory it's going to walk you through it because they can't just say robbie mills firestorm which is kind of what they did (laughs) she's going to be lost who the hell is that guy he looks good but that's about it that's all i got going for me and then he disappears and he's gone after that like so they really brought him in for what like three four episodes maybe in the flash and then he's gone i would like to see an origin story from that okay all right what are we going to throw in though to make it like we get some sight or you know are we going to get a tech character because all these shows are required to give you a nerd in a chair or are we going to do something different so good see now to add on to that i would make it like a buddy cop series kind of like how falcon and winter soldier was kind of like that kind of banner back and forth mm-hmm. between the two of them but what you could also do is have robbie ml come in as maybe like a green lantern oh and just recast him because well, they've been teasing they, that green lantern for years they've been teasing green lantern yes. for years we all know the disaster that was Ryan Reynolds' film. And I really feel like the CW kind of does what WB doesn't in developing characters and making you care for the characters and yes. giving oh, yeah. reasons for their decisions that they make. They uh, don't just like, that is true. I'm going to do that now. So what I would like to see, because, I mean, obviously you could do Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan's kind of more comical. He's always like the witty, the smart Alec. You said you like comedies with Robbie Amell as the Green Ant. Uh, oh, Lantern. all right. Now you're really talking to me. Now man. you put him with Grant Gustin, who can be a very comedic character. Oh, he's and a great Flash. He's the current Flash. He's awesome. The Flash. Yeah. Fantastic. So you like put him with characters like a Mick Rory when he pops up from Legends or with Kid Flash. Mick or Rory who. was in, uh, you remember Prison Break? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch Prison Break. Oh, okay. Actually, both of them. Both the brothers yeah. were in there. Yeah, Leonard I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is an interesting casting choice. All right. Anyways, but that's kind of like the way that I could see them go because the CW is always doing that. Oh, it's your doppelganger from Earth fifty five. <laughs> it's your doppelganger from Earth seventy six. Like, it's kind of like you could do a, something new. You just lost Oliver Queen, which is uh, Stephen Amell. So. You know, right. bring in Robbie as a Green Lantern. You got a new comedy. You got a new character to learn about. Now you can cover what's going on in outer space and those kind of battles while you got Grant Gustin, Flash, Supergirl, and those guys. All right, I like it. Bringing some megastars in there. Okay. All right, I'm going to get you out on just saying we always do recommendations on our show. I'm going to leave you with a recommendation, which is Heels, starring Stephen Amell. Okay. It's outstanding. Not enough people are watching it. Stars is idiotic about the shows they don't renew. They, I, I mean, I really hope they renew it because it's fantastic. It's the best work Stephen Amell's done. I really hope they give us more of it. Mark, Steve, from the Something Super podcast, tell us all about where people can follow your stuff before we get on out. All right, guys. So <laughs> I usually do the outro. So you can check us out on all of your major streaming apps. That includes Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Something Super Podcast. And if you're on Twitter, at SSPodcast52. 
Uh, and would you like a recommendation from us? Sure. Oh yeah. So I love how I love how aggressive they are with the trading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll sign up if you're list, but only if you sign up with us. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you're a Robbie ML fan, have you seen Upload? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that, that was my that was my we suggestion. Love a- for anything you. that smells like it was record, uh, videoed in Canada, oh, we we yes. were all about. Yeah. We grew up in Canada. That so. was such a great such series. a great show. And I, season two is on its way. So yes, really. I'm excited for that. I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I loved the concept of it. It's very different. Uh, you know, it's not that like run of the mill show that you're like, all right, like I've seen this before, but it's different characters. No, like this is a wild show, mm-hmm. and just how off base they're getting and at the end of that uh, first season really cool that, that broke me I was uh, like no man you can't do that you can't end it like that I'm very excited I'm very excited alright Steven uh, Steve and Mark from Sun the Super Podcast thank you for yes. being here oh, man. thank All you right. guys for, for having, having us, us. here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast at Baltimore Comic Con and I'm sitting down with Jonathan Roa. Hi, Jonathan Roa. Welcome to the pod. So, what brings you to Comic Con this weekend? What are you here for? What's your big signings? Signing, signings. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Oh, I go to almost every show on the East Coast. <gasps> wow. So, um, I go from you know north to south, and hit as many as I can. Uh, any that don't overlap or anything like that, and I go for the artists. To support the artists, go get a bunch of signatures and buy, you know, to support the artists. And I love to read, so that's also another big aspect of it is, you know, reading the material. And that's fantastic. So at this con, who are your, who are the the top people you you're you're most looking forward to uh, to meeting and getting a a, a signing from? Uh, John uh, Beatty. Uh, Jim Shooter and Bob McLeod. All right. Um, okay, you want to play? So on our pod, we do all sorts of bits and games and fun stuff. Can I ask you to play one of our signature games with me? Sure. It's going to be all focused around pop culture. And, nice. Uh, and I'm, so I'm sure you'll be able to answer. All right, so pick a card. All right. What does it say? Can I look at it? Yeah, yeah, read okay. it to me. Iconic moments. Iconic moments. Okay. Iconic moments. You know what? I'm not going to even pull from this deck. I would love to know of the artists that you just mentioned from what they have created. Can you give me an iconic moment from each one of their um, each one of their works? Oh, some some of them share. Okay. Uh, so maybe pick two. So for because I'm not as familiar with the artists and with the. The different comics and stories. Okay. Um, so, for example, uh, a book I just got signed was uh, Secret Wars number eight, which is the first um, black Spider Man or symbiote suit uh, Spider Man uh, book. So, I got that signed by Jim Shooter and um, John Betty. All right. So, yeah, I mean, those guys are. They've been doing this for a long time, so that's that's old stuff there. So like that black suit, the the first appearance of that black suit, that I mean that's obviously an iconic moment. Right. All right. And absolutely. then who is the, the third person you had mentioned? Uh Bob. Bob. What which, what's Bob? What's uh, he Bob did uh, Hulk number three seventy seven, which was a huge uh, book at the time, I guess. And it's just an iconic cover. Okay, it's just well, an iconic describe story. it to me. I don't know what it is. What makes it Well it's it... like a, a solid green neon green 
cover, and it's got like the Hulk on the front in black, and he's like, you know, like <laughs> hulking just, out. Yeah, hulking <laughs> out. That's basically the best way to put it. All right, that is awesome. Thank you for coming and uh, telling me about that stuff. Is there any place? Um, are you on social media? Can people follow you? Yeah, you on Facebook, you uh, Instagram, and you know the typical stuff. All right, what's your handle? Uh, Jonathan Roa. Jonathan, how do you spell? How do you spell your last name? R O A. All right, Jonathan Roa. You can follow him on various social channels. Thanks for coming by and uh, and chatting with me. All right, thank you. Friday Night Movie Podcast at Baltimore Comic Con, and I'm sitting down with Jeremy. I don't know your last name yet. Jeremy Kirkland. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jeremy Kirkland. So, Jeremy, I'm Becky. As I was saying, my brother and I are doing this podcast at Baltimore Comic Con. Our podcast is all about movies and pop culture, and you and I were chatting before, um, and you're telling me that you yourself are a filmmaker. So, this is really exciting for us, and I'd love to find out what kind of what kind of projects are you working on? Yeah, right now I'm working on, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a film, I go to film school, so it's a lot of film school projects. Mm-hmm. Been uh, there, been there. I also do a lot of background acting for bigger stuff, so cool. uh, the biggest thing I worked on was uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, Ooh, which was wow. not the best picture of it last year, yeah. uh, working with uh, Aaron Sorkin and a lot of other, uh, other heavy hitters. That's very um, exciting. Yeah. Um, so you are in film school. Are you in like your first year? Where are you? How far uh, I, into I'm, it are I'm you? I'm a junior. You're a junior. Okay. And so how, like, what are you yourself making a film this year in school? Or is it kind of like... I, I, well, it, the, the pandemic has really shifted how film school operates. Because mm-hmm. um, usually, usually we make films every semester and it ranges from two to maybe... Depends on it depends on how exhausted you are. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I usually average about three to five films each semester. Ooh. Um, and it's and they're little little short things that never That's go past five ten minutes. So, long. what kind of film projects do you like to create? And and when you finish school, what what kind of stuff do you hope to make? Or you you want to make like feature narrative dramas or action movies or documentaries or commercials? Like what? What do you imagine yourself making? Uh, the, the dream initially going in was to become, to direct narrative features. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I arrived to film school, I realized everyone and their mother wants to be a director. That is correct. Uh, so, so now I'm looking into, because I really like working with actors, I'm looking uh, more into the casting and uh, talent agency side. That is of, so uh, cool. Of the film okay, industry. so we got to play one of our favorite games here okay. on the show, which is called Cast Away, where we recast a movie with either with you know, and then we, I put a spin on it. So, um, I let's pick, let's pick a film. Let's pick um, a classic film, or any film. Actually, what what's a movie that you that you love? Movie that I love. Uh, uh, a genre, or I mean, do you, what, you're into superhero movies? Or I do like into- superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like gritty dramas. You like gritty? Okay. Um, let's take because we are at Comic Con, so I do feel like we have to do something comic book related. All right. Let's take the Avengers. Keep it very simple, and recast the Avengers, but with 
old timey actors. Like imagine it's like classic Hollywood oh, right, right. era. So so, you know? gold, so we're talking golden age, like, like 1950s. Yeah. Give me, um, like, you know, as many of them as you can. Give me, like, an Iron Man, a Thor, uh, you know. Well, okay. So my pick, I think Tippi Hedren would make a great wasp. Love it. Uh, Love it. So first she was attacked by flying creatures. Now she is a flying creature. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Um, and then, ooh, this is tough. Uh... Would, you, have, you have to have uh, Jimmy, your, you have your, to have Jimmy black, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, okay. But where you? Jimmy Stewart. Who, who would he? Who would he? Jimmy Stewart. I feel because he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. More mature. He's more mature. Probably be Iron Man. I was like, could he could be Tony Stark, he could, he right? Could, he could be Tony Stark. I mean, although, a, could he pull off the goatee? Well, you know, he's gonna do it. His, he's gonna do his his he's own. His own his, way. His, his own look. Okay. So I love it. Jimmy right. Stewart is Iron Man. Stewart. And who are you gonna give me for uh, like Black Widow and Thor? Like who's replacing Scarlett Johansson? That's what Scarlett I need to Johansson? know. Scarlett Johansson. She's Black Widow, right? Yeah. The obvious choice is Marilyn. I know. Uh, Monroe. <laughs> Man- <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. That is Mar- not Marilyn <laughs> Manson has now taken over Marilyn Monroe. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Good night. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe is the obvious choice. Um, I also like Grace Kelly. Oh, I think Grace Kelly would do. But good. is she too? Like, I feel like maybe she would be uh, Pepper Potts because she's so delicate in a way. I mean, I don't know. I feel like she. But but I'll but I'll take it. I'll take Grace Kelly as a as a badass superhero lady. Um, that's a that's a really really good castaway. Thank you. All right. That was um, a lot of fun. So uh, let me ask you, where can, uh, if you want to promote anything, can people follow you anywhere on social media? Yeah, uh, on social media, well, I do have an Instagram that I can plug in real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.A. Kirkland, at, uh, well, it's at J.A. Kirkland on Instagram. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and yeah, if uh, there's any film people out there who ever wants to collaborate, just send me over a DM. I love that. All right. Thank you, Jeremy, for coming right. to talk to us on the pod. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This is my brother, Shy. My name's Becky. What's your name, sir? Alec. Alec, all right. You want to talk pop culture with us? Yes, I do. All right, Alec, what brings you to Baltimore Comic Con? Cosplaying. Cosplaying. And you are cosplaying as, in my case, I know a lot of them, but I'm not familiar with Gizmonics. Okay, that's too bad because this is uh, right up my alley. It's from the show Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, okay, no, now I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, Mystery Science Theater is, okay, this makes more sense now. I see the character. This is genius and amazing. That is a brilliant show. What is your favorite? Have you seen many episodes, lots of episodes, all of the episodes? I'd say at least all, just about all the original and uh, nearly all the of the reboot. What is your number one recommended mystery science theater episode? The that, Screaming Skull. That the was Screaming my Skull. Favorite one. Okay. It had some of the best. Best, uh, some of my favorite jokes are in that one. Okay, all right. All right, The Screaming I'll, Skull. That That's will, what, I will put it we're going to have to watch that one. Now, do you go back and watch the originals, or once you've seen Mystery Science Theater, you can't go back? 
No, I've gone. No, I've gone back to watch the originals. Oh, okay, all right. They'll all hold up very well. Oh, okay. Is the Crawling Eye a mystery science theater movie? Yes, it is. Because I've seen the actual real one, but not the mystery science theater version. That's too bad. Okay, I've got to see the mystery science theater version, or also known as the Trollenberg experiment, yeah. or something like that. Okay. Now, this is something I've never fully understood. What is the relationship between mystery science theater and riff tracks? Uh, a lot of the same. Just okay, she's there. Well, a lot of the same writers and actors came from. Okay. From, from MST3K to riff tracks. And and is just MST3K owned by somebody else now, and that's how it works, or? No. N not exactly sure, but I knew uh, when Joel. Joel Hodgson left the show. He took uh, Deep Thirteen, and wait, no, he kept took had took the name Gizmonics. That's why uh, when Mike came over, it was Deep Thirteen. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, all right. Now, if you could, if you could mystery science theater, this is going to be our big question of your of your appearance here. If you could mystery science theater any blockbuster, blockbuster? so not one of these older cult sort of movies. Blockbuster. If you could mystery science theater any blockbuster, which would it be, and who would be your mystery science theater dream team? Uh, I've also actually done a lot of those. Like, uh, I would like to see Infinity War. Okay, Infinity War, the first one. Yes. Okay, and who would be your dream team? Kevin, Mike, and Bill. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, the original ones. Yeah. All right, Alec, thank you You're so much welcome. for being a guest on our Baltimore Comic Con special. Right. And have so much fun at the con. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. You are listening to our Baltimore Comic Con special. Becky and I are coming at you with interviews from the convention floor and lots of other awesome content. Remember, you can always follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Becky on Twitter at Paper BK Princess. You can follow me at Pancake Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. And even though Lily isn't with us at the convention, she will be popping up on the live streams. So make sure to tweet at her at Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K, the letter K, Gomez on Twitter. Check out the show notes for all of the causes we are supporting and organizations we're supporting. And go to the website, FridayNightMoviePod.com, to sign up for our newsletter. And keep following the feed for all of the exciting Baltimore Comic-Con content we have coming your way. Thanks for listening.